In this episode of The Full Nerd, ask us almost anything. Welcome to The Full Nerd, episode 112. I'm your host, Gordon Mong, with co-host Brad Charkas. Hey, y'all. Adam Patrick Murray, right hey, here to my I'm at, left. I'm at the table. He's I'm at the table. Wow. He's out of the van. He's yeah. not in the van anymore. Sweet. We let him free. And yeah. Elaine, so who's guiding the show then? Elaine is controlling the vertical and horizontal. She is. You yes, know, I've been people I have people to know what that Hello. is anyway. <laughs> um, no one knows what that is. So I have a question for you, Adam. Oh, yes. What's up? Is this chair enormously large for you as well uh it kind of it's yeah the the back is a little high yeah i feel like i'm literally swinging my legs right now because it's so big i know i can see it from here yeah <laughs> it's a gaming chair so you're supposed to be slumped in it i think no you? you're supposed to sit up straight i've seen some of those um those twitch streams where apparently they're all from iceland because they're always wearing beanies indoors because <laughs> i don't wear a hat when I, to do with anything. I don't, because they're I don't all wearing beanies you're playing a video game wait who's wearing you're wearing beanies? a beanie go look go look there's like five top twitch streams they're all gonna be wearing beanies <laughs> let me ask you why you're wearing that beanie I mean, what? Is my computer accurate? makes a crap load of heat, right? The GPU, CPU, is like all kinds of heat pumping out. I'm not wearing a hat. Yeah. How many uh, of you actually wear beanies when you play games? I, I want, don't. Yeah. Okay. I want to see. I want to see all these head. Twitch, wait, wait, wait. With hold on. Beanies. Hold on. Yeah. I actually do sometimes because I was raised in a Chinese household, and I'm not used to turning on the heat in the winter. Your computer makes the heat for you. You run like a 290X. You can warm the I'm whole house I'm playing on console, Gordon. I'm playing <laughs> no. on console. Actually, those can get warm too, but anyway. <laughs> Not the distance that I'm sitting from true, the true. Uh, TV. I, I, just, I just don't. Yeah, there's, there are times when you, you wear a beanie because it's like, oh my God, it's freezing in here because it's in the middle. But like you can go to any stream on Twitch right now. Like, all right, I, I will literally okay. at this point. Adam, Adam yeah. will look this right. up while I Bearded ask you beards the first beanies. question. Wait, what are we doing today? We, we have any We're just asking questions. I'm asking a question. Why <laughs> He's do, does questions. everybody wear a beanie when they play games? Uh, all right, I'm going to go to young the, people. I'm going to go to the top I streamer. No when I play games. I'm going to go to the top streamer on Fortnite right now. Uh, <laughs> it is it bad. Is, I don't even know who this is. Uh, Tim the Tatman. What uh, you don't know who Tim the Tatman is? I don't know who. That is. Right. I, don't, I don't watch that much Twitch. <laughs> I'm like uh, I'm like Gordon. Brad can explain all of it to us. Yeah, and I don't know why uh, it's not playing. You just keep spamming the same uh, emotes over and over again when funny things happen. Ah, okay, okay, got it. Yeah. Well, let's let's see if he's wearing. Oh, sorry, there's you know pre-roll for for Twitch. Uh, let's see. So then we have to worry about. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, <laughs> it's like it's, public radio. Oh, there we go. No beanie. No beanie on, he no beanie on no the, the top, man. All right, go keep going. I swear <laughs> no. to God, you will like within no, three people you were right I forget it. Show. But you know what I'm talking about. Why, no. What's up with the beanies? No, I don't know what you're oh, no, talking no, about. No, no beanie on Tifu. Uh, keep tifu. going. No beanie on Tifu. You're going to hit one. Uh, well, I, I... Maybe there's some kind of Fortnite rule where you can't wear look, a beanie. Look how, look how this person's holding their... Uh, their mouse and keyboard. I've never seen that before. I don't understand. That is weird. Uh, Mong- Mongrel doesn't have a picture of their face, so... I don't know, Gordon. I, I don't... This theory just doesn't... I can look at the thumbnail. This guy doesn't have a beanie. That guy doesn't have a beanie. That guy doesn't have a beanie. You know what I'm talking about. No, I don't. 
Uh, you don't gotta comb your hair. Viper yeah. Dog on <laughs> Twitch says a beanie with keyboard and mouse makes much more sense than a controller wearing a fedora. Mm, that makes no sense. Mm. And on that note, on that <laughs> go to note, some questions. Yeah, we should answer some questions. Gordon, I got one for you. I've been digging back in the Discord. So, mm-hmm. hey, if you have any questions, join our Discord. Drop them in the Fulmer Questions uh, channel. Great place to be. Uh, Captain Kern123 said in at the beginning of the month, wanted to know, Gordon, what is the actual difference between the 3900X and the 3900X Pro? I don't think we actually covered this on the show. So I, I think the clocks are a little more relaxed than the pro version. They may have some. Oh, Wait, is there a pro? The pro version, yeah, they, I've, they I've announced it um, within the last month. We wrote a story about it. Um, I don't read the website. <laughs> the feature I, they, I think they introduced in the pro version is they have encrypted uh, memory support. So that's, But that's newer in the pro. I don't know if it's going to get rolled back into other huh. parts but i do believe that 3900 introduced the encrypted memory right i will wait so how, how many sure parts talking out my butt how but. many parts have a pro part there's about three pro parts oh wow okay i did not see they that. always they roll them out for business by pro they mean business not yeah. Like business. oh yeah got it got it got it it's, and what's the price premium on a a pro part not, not that it's pretty oh. reasonable i mean oh. it's amd right uh let me see I can't find my story, but look, here's uh, here's one from Arch, Jim Salter. Yep, uh, Pro 3000 series will offer full RAM encryption, so you get that. <laughs> Typically, for Intel, you sort of get vPro manageability, a lot of that sort of um, cool factor stuff. You may get that in some of the Pro parts. Too, cool. AMD versions of it. Well, the more you know. I had no idea. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, we have a, a fun question uh, from TN on YouTube. <gasps> Who's the person in the job. intro who puts the water bottle on the table? Isn't that uh, a secret? We actually, well, no, we answered Did that. Did someone answer it? Yeah, we answered that in episode 101, I think I, I gave the answer. Uh, or what was the... It was like either 101 or 102 when yeah. we finally uh, gave yeah. the answer to that. It was uh, Leah Yamshon, uh, who used to work for Macworld. That was Leah? Mm-hmm. That was Leah Yamshon. Yeah. I met Leah a bunch of time, and I never put two and two together. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah, that was her. Yeah, she, we, we needed somebody who wasn't immediately recognizable. Uh, on Even to me. yeah, on, uh, no, actually, and, and yeah, John thought it was Susie from MacWorld mm-hmm. for a long time. Really? They're like, no, that, that's no. that's Leah. Yeah, I, I I was I was in your filming. We were before we were making the full nerd, and I was just like, oh, we need to hurry make get an intro. Ah, damn it, let's just put, shoot some stuff. Uh, Leah, can you come run in here real quick and and put this laptop on? Even though we don't talk about laptops that often, uh, we should reshoot it at some point. But yeah, anyway. Oh, actually. Speaking of laptops, yes. um, Max Mercer on YouTube wants to know, Adam, what is the best, most powerful AMD workstation laptop I can buy and where? Go. Uh, that is a great question. <laughs> uh, well, I know I know the new new Lenovo's nah. uh, have those AMDs. You don't think those are? Well, because he's talking, he's... Like a workstation he laptop? He or she, I'm going to imagine, is saying workstation powerful. That That is not what you're going to get out of those thin and lights. That's true. That's, well, I mean, still, you, you only have one bad. choice. You're still going to get power. But not compared to, I mean... I mean, not compared to, like, a thick laptop. No, yeah. but, I mean, it, that thing with the 8750-9750H is going to lump it up and also the... Yeah. And that's not even counting the i9 uh, Intel parts. I mean, frankly, the truth is Intel owns mobile right now and performance... They're also owning it and sort of like ultra thin. AMD's got some interesting stuff with the Surface Win, but I, I think your only choice if you really want to ride Ryzen and you want a mobile is that Acer, the Predator Helios 500. 
We did a video and a story uh, yeah. about it maybe about eight months ago. One, it, out of text. it was an all AMD uh, laptop. It had an eight core Ryzen 7 2700 desktop processor in there and a um, sort of mobilized Vega part, I believe. Yeah. But not, and, I mean, not, but not the best option. I mean, why, you know. Well, for a workstation, you could argue because the worst part about that is battery life, battery life. But, you know. I mean, if it's a workstation, you're probably going to be on a desk plugged in anyway. For the yeah, part, and so, so my, my argument why I thought that was actually a good platform for it was it didn't matter. Uh, clearly, AMD desktop part is going to have a weakness with battery life, but you're not going to be hammering an Intel or NVIDIA-based laptop all day anyway, plugged without on battery, because it's going to die in about an hour and a yeah, half. Yeah, no, so. I, I never, I, honestly, I never take battery consideration into any laptop reviews for, like, content yeah. creator stuff because i mean no matter what because even if i was on battery it's going to clock down or you know yeah. like i don't know i just i don't care that's that's not yeah. a thing for me so but i yeah. would argue obviously i'm adam's gonna agree i'm gonna i'm gonna steal his answer here but uh just wait clearly amd has plans for seven nanometer ryzen 3000s in mobile so yep. I, you know, I'm sorry, AMD fans, uh, it ain't ready for prime time yet to go against Intel. Well, 7 nanometer is probably going to change that. Not ready. Not ready. Yep. Chat is agreeing with you, Gordon. Vignesh yep. says, uh, you've got to wait on 7 nanometer Ryzen Mobile next year for great laptops, both workstation and otherwise. Yep. Hopefully. Well, yeah, you never know. Well, and actually, if, mm. yeah, if if you if you're curious about the Surface Laptop Three, right, uh, is that the one? Uh, Mark just did a review of it, the, and he got in the AMD version, obviously, because that's the main one. So, if you want to go read his review, PCWorld.com, it's up there. Uh, and then I do want to do a video, maybe on the subject of what what's the best Ryzen laptop you can get right now. Oh, uh, couched yeah. around the whole idea of the Surface Laptop Three, so. Cool. Right anyway. around now, they're also, uh, it's not a workstation, but MSI's Alpha 15 is coming out. That's the one they announced. It's going to be the first one with the Radeon 5500 and the Ryzen 3750H, I think it is, and FreeSync. So, I mean, they are picking up steam. They are. It's still, but... still the beginning, but they are picking up steam. But a 3750H, it's still quad a quad core. core. It's a quad core yeah. part, 3545 watt TDP. Those, those i9 parts it, those eight core i9 parts in a big laptop they just scream yeah they just they just scream so i i i would say you literally hear screaming right? coming out of the ventilation vents <laughs> yeah, yeah definitely <laughs> all right i'm ping-ponging around Do it. Um, but i'm gonna send one to brad now um xyz 2000 or i guess underscore 2000 underscore um asks so i am from india and here, the RX 5700 custom cards and the RTX 2060 Super is at the same price. But if I spend around $40 USD, I will get the reference 7, sorry, 5700 XT, which is loud and hot. Which one should I buy? Ooh, beard stroking. <laughs> the 5700 XT is going to outperform all of those by a decent amount. Um, and while the reference card is loud and hot, hot compared to reference cards, it's not unbearable. It's not like the two, 290X that Gordon was just referencing or the Vega cards. Those things, like, they suck to be around. The reference uh, Radeon 5700 and 5700 XT on awful. So if you want pure maximum frame rates, I would probably go for the 5700 XT. Uh, if you want real-time ray tracing, I mean, the 2060 Super is obviously your only option, but I would 
don't be scared of the reference edition. If you get it and it turns out you are very noise sensitive, you can always, since it's a reference card, add an aftermarket cooling solution later if you need to. You can get those typically for under 100 bucks US. So that'd be my recommendation. I'm always in favor of more frame rates. So. Nope. Nice. Any opinions from Gordon or Adam? Uh, he's too busy looking up Twitch streamers wearing beanies. <laughs> now, I, now I know all the kind of things he's looking at his laptop that I don't know. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like I, I, I did a video recently that was uh, reference versus custom. I said pretty much always get custom. But if it's the difference between stepping up to another classic card or getting a slightly quieter card, I would usually step up to the next classic card. It makes sense. It makes sense. Cool. I like it. All right. This is just ridiculous. I'm looking at this like story. What's ridiculous to... is that you looked up Twitch streamers in Google image search and only one of them out of like 50 results. Yeah, had but a that's beanie. just because all right. it's all the same top streamers. But this this story from BitLoft is like, oh, so you want to be a Twitch streamer? Follow these pro tips. All right. so, beanie. One, number one, wear a beanie. Next but like question. none of this says get a beanie. Next all right. Next question. question. <laughs> um, 13 on uh, Discord wants to know, is it really necessary to reinstall Windows on a new unit? Question mark, question mark. I was Intel planning to upgrade to AMD. I have opinions on this, but I oh. it's a pretty straightforward yes. answer. Yeah. <laughs> yes, do it. Yes. Uh, they. It's probably less so than when Ryzen first came out, but especially when Ryzen first came out, if you were switching over from an Intel-based thing and using your same Windows installation, you could get it confused. Just whenever you're switching out the core hardware of your PC like that, um, hopefully, before you do that, you back up your data anyway, so it should be real easy to put it back on. Um, it's always worthwhile just to reset it, make sure, kick all the cobwebs out. It's Sometimes, if you don't do that, you get weirdness. It's not common, but it, there have been several occasions where weirdness popped up because I did not reset Windows after swapping out a processor or whatever. I disagree. I think you can. No, you can risk it. Yeah. (laughs) The best advice is yes, do a clean install because you don't want to do it. But let's face it, that is a real pain in the butt sometimes. I mean, there's a lot of these days. Yeah. You got to chase down. I didn't. No. And I I would say I I try to to run as clean as I can. I don't have anything on that drive that couldn't or that could be lost. So I I do a clean install like once every nine months. You How know? do you manage what that? Well, because hell? I don't have that much on my C drive. Like I keep everything either in my NAS or in the cloud, or like I I have my game drives. But like I don't put anything locally on that C drive. That if that drive died, that that I couldn't that I'd like be messed up for. Well, that's so, great. That's yeah. just I I love that the Adam and Brad are just like these these pillars of purity and like doing <laughs> yeah, it that way. Yeah, if you're great. being a lazy ass, go to your Intel system. System, uninstall the Intel drivers before you move it. Pull, make sure you back up everything. You have to have a backup. <laughs> back up your data, and then go ahead and pull it out and put in your new system and see what happens. Let me let me tell you, man. Uh, that makes a lot of sense. But to me, pulling drivers, backing up all your data, which you're doing anyway, all that stuff. That doesn't seem as easy as just hitting refresh or reset this PC. Windows 10 does excellent with that these days. Yeah, it's pretty yeah, quick. Yeah, it does. It doesn't, but it doesn't. It doesn't leave all the apps intact. Usually, you you have to chase down. Yeah. I just yeah. I, I well, but that know. that's fine. I mean, like, how many apps do you have on your PC? You, I uh, just think oh, people oh, would be surprised <laughs> at how robust Windows is. I know it has this bad reputation from everybody, but it's it it can really take a lot of abuse. I find yeah more like, abuse. I, mean, than I, I guess I just systems. don't like. Uh, I, like 
You go, you go. Uh, I was just going to say, I guess I don't have a ton of apps on my, on my PC or something. Like, I, I, I try well, to yeah, run it as clean as I can. every six months. Uh, nine months. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it's like, like Chrome, like Discord, my Slack. my right now, and those are just my most common ones. Oh, yeah. See, I, I either I, uh, try to... I, I almost always use the web interface if I can. So, I, like, then I don't have to worry about, like, Outlook oh, and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I think G- you Gmail, I don't that have. advice that Robert De Niro gave out in Heat. Dropbox. Any, any time drive. you just willing to drop it and walk out the door just like gone. yeah, That's yeah. Just, i just rewatched heat like a month ago and it still holds up just to go put that yeah, on the that, inside that, that's like the advice that adam <laughs> is taking here he's got to be ready to like got to be ready to go anything that matters Anytime. should not be on my, on my c drive i should be ready to i a lot of my workflow is based around the cloud too just because i switch pcs so much but i wouldn't reset my pc every nine months or whatever but whenever, if you're switching the whole hardware heart of it over, take the extra hour and just... Especially, sure yeah, especially if it's all it's new not, hardware. It yeah. depends on how old of an install it is. It's not an extra hour, and you're always going to lose something. You know, actually, my old advice used to be this. Here's this. <laughs> no, no, look, here look, this, this will be good. No, no, think about this now. I'm ready. Because the world has changed, although it does, it's not ramping up like it used to. It used to be like, oh... Well, holy smokes, should you really transfer your 250 gig hard drive to your new machine? No, no, just drop a new, buy a new hard drive, just do a whole new build, and then, because you're, usually your older drive is just minuscule compared to the, what you can get now. That hasn't really kept up with SSDs quite as much, but it used to be you could just simply go to a new drive and you'd always have that old machine and old drive ready and then you slowly pull stuff off and that's just because i live in the machines i i use them a lot i'm, I'm not like i'm not like De Niro in heat machines uh we've got so many questions piling in we do we should, yeah we should but i i wanted to do a follow-up to this because uh charleston <laughs> lee actually asked i don't know if he asked before or after i posed this question which which was what is the performance outcome of coming from Intel to a brand new Ryzen 9 build without doing a clean Windows 10 install. Like, do you think it's actually going to affect performance, Gordon? I, I, it's hard to say. You don't, you never know how Windows is going to react. I think there's a good chance it won't make that much of a difference to matter. I mean, but if, if you're depending, see, for me, like, if I'm just playing games, <laughs> yeah, who cares? Whatever. But like, if I'm depending on it for work, I don't want to take that risk of like, oh, maybe it'll impact performance. Like, no, clean install. I know it doesn't impact I, But again, I, I'm don't, saying I don't, that don't is the best. Don't even clean install. Just reset it. Resetting it <laughs> well, no, but is so easy. I think he's saying, <laughs> if I mean, if you're switch, switching out a CPU, you know what I mean? Like in, yeah. Just if you're buying a Ryzen 9 chip, just you have an SSD. Press reset you know, in Windows. At, at the end, hour. right now I have a, a 9900K and a 3900X fired up. At the end, I'll swap the drives. Why don't we do that for fun? No, actually, yeah. I don't want to do that. And, and then you would yeah, d- depend on idea. work I for like it? Yeah, that idea. I'm just what, and then you would depend on work for it. What do you mean? You you like well, it, no, yeah, well, use it doing, for work and say, hey, you know what, be this is the best some, possible configuration that I could make. Look, I'm not saying to do it. That's not recommended. I'm just saying you can do it. It's been done successfully. <laughs> and if you're that out. lazy, there's this yeah. out. I never no, said no. you should do it. No, no, I just said you could do it. Go ahead, watch the tape. That's what I said. I'm saying it is recommended that you do a clean install. Timestamp. But I will also say, yeah, there's just times like I don't want to deal with it. It's a pain in the butt. Just go for it. What the hell? If it doesn't work out, then you do your clean install. <laughs> right? Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. So, well, well, that. what do you? What's 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 lost? You know. Go <laughs> all right, all right. Yes. In deference to Adam, I will move. I will move us on. Um, so, uh, Steve, who on Discord wants to know? Um, I'm looking to upgrade my rig. I currently have an i7 
4790K, uh, running at 4.7 gigahertz, 24 gigabytes DDR3 RAM running at 2133, and an Asus Strix 1080Ti. Um, I'm currently in the market to upgrade, but I am conflicted at what... Uh, what upgrade path I should take? I play at 1440p, 144 sorry, 144 hertz. Apparently, I'm so excited to be in the chair. I can't speak today. <laughs> uh, your guidance is much appreciated. Thank you. Anyone want to take this one? So from forty from forty seven ninety k. Devil's Canyon and a, and a 1080 a Ti. I personally would sit tight. Yeah. That 1080 Ti is one of still one of the better graphics cards you can buy. The only way to upgrade that is to go to a 2080 Super, at which point you're spending eight, seven or eight hundred dollars for not that much more performance, or a 2080 Ti, which is 1,200 bucks. Which, if that's you know in your budget, feel free. Uh, the 4790K is still a great CPU, still holds up good, especially if you're playing at 1440p. Uh, you're going to be mostly GPU bound. You're going to give up a few frames per second to the, uh, you know, if you're trying to hit 144 hertz, but it's not going to be too bad. I think if you invest a lot of money around that specifically to try to game at 144 hertz at 1440p right now, uh, you're not going to get a noticeable enough upgrade to be worth replacing your processor, motherboard, and DDR. Yeah. I mean, though he is on DDR3. Um, he doesn't have PCIe three, right? No, but that doesn't. Or I'm sorry, uh, really USB three. There's there's well, a lot for, of, for other things. There's a, there's a whole ecosystem. You it's know, probably discrete discrete um, USB. Oh, controller. PCIe. Yeah. I, I would say yeah. I, I'm with Brad. I would say 1080 Ti. Sit. I mean, next year is going to be insane for GPUs. It feels like it's going to be really tumultuous between Intel, AMD, and Nvidia. Sit it out with your 1080 Ti, and then as far as that Devil's Canyon part, I would say if. It's fine for what you do. I'm, I'm guessing you're not doing 3D rendering or, you know, blah, 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 where you need 8 to 12 cores. Um, then just roll with it. Yeah, right. if it's just for gaming, there are going to be some games where that will hold you back a little bit. Like, if there, there are some games that do like more cores these days, like Battlefield and stuff like that. Uh, that chip should still be okay at it. Maybe not optimal, but good at it. I, I just don't think that upgrading... The entire, like I said, motherboard, RAM, and chip is going to get you very much more gaming performance out of a 1080 Ti system. But if you are looking for a reason to do it, because you need to justify <laughs> that to, say, your uh, partner, you could say, well, uh, security issues. <laughs> right? I got this X board from one of my favorite motherboard manufacturers who have they've put us in the lifeboat and they cut the rope and let us go out to the ocean. You will never Can ever get Spectre meltdown any mitigations for that motherboard because their fix is for you to buy a brand new motherboard. If you bought a Dell, HP, etc., you would have gotten an update. Um, everybody else, SOL. So you could say, well, I'm really hyper-paranoid about Spectre Meltdown. Doesn't does it matter? I'm just saying that's like a... I mean, it's an excuse. I don't know if it's a I love how you've been just one, enabling but... everybody in the last few weeks. No, it just... <laughs> there's, you know, there that is a real concern. I don't think that's a huge concern. I don't think anything's been used in, in, in the wild to, to use those exploits, but it is a real, and, and a real thing. There's always stuff that could come up in the future, too. You know, Maybe something by the end of the year that nobody yeah. else is 
figured, found out. Um, but to, to go on the 1080 Ti thing, shoot him, not me, uh, said in the most recent podcast, uh, you talked about graphics card prices, specifically the 1080 Ti and how the price is still 1200 Uh And I've, I've wondered about this, me personally. Uh, but they're wondering uh, why there's a little drop in prices on these cards. Uh, they're out of... They're not being made anymore. Yep. Uh, they're out. There's like... You're fighting over a dwindling stock at this point. Uh, I'm not sure why somebody would opt to pay 1200 bucks for a 1080 Ti over 800 bucks for a 2080 Super. But it's just supply at this point. It's They're not made. They're obsolete. You know, if you try to buy a decade-old Intel chip, that there's a chance that you'll still be paying near retail price for that too, just because there's so few of them. And actually to, to follow this up, cause I've, I've, you know, it's like something like, uh, like Apple with the iPhone, they'll always keep the previous generations around for cheaper, right. And bump down the price. How, how come we never do that for CPUs and, and GPUs? Well, phones are iterative at this point. CPUs and GPUs yeah, I mean, that much big performance. I mean, yeah, I think that also just tells you how much um, control they have over the supply chain and supply. Mm-hmm. They uh, like they don't have extras. Well, but I mean, Apple st- Apple's still making more. You know, oh, for Apple, I don't. Apple is Apple is in its own world because people will buy stuff just for the brand. Yeah. Well, I, I guess also they're, they're trying to hit price points where it's already built into CPU price point lists. You know, oh, you want something cheaper? Well, we have an i5. Yeah. Uh, for for what it's worth, uh, there's an issue. Both NVIDIA and AMD do it. An issue, I call it. People consider it an issue, but it's a, it's a thing that happens. Uh, rebranding existing GPUs with a new part number for a new generation. So sometimes the actual hardware does stick around just with a new name. Uh, largely because, like, if you think back to when AMD announced, uh, what was it, the 590X, 580X, the X generation, it was only for desktop and system integrators because all the big selling seasons, Dell, HP, all the big PC makers want new parts to put in there. They don't want to be selling two-year-old GPUs. So it's just a big complicated thing like that. I've also noticed a a pattern on used hardware, too, for people, well, not not even used, but so... What happens is typically once the server goes out of production, you see this with memory, you'll see this with CPUs and GPUs. The prices actually take a, again, so the supply constricts, prices go up even higher than they sold for during most of their life. It sort of stays there for an, what seems like an unreasonable amount of time, maybe a couple of years. Like if you go back and try to buy a 3770K new, it's just like, what, who the hell would buy that new? <laughs> And then eventually it becomes worthless because all things technology are worthless. So 1080 Ti basically was what six fifty to seven hundred dollars. Now it's twelve hundred dollars because there's none left really. Hmm. And then believe me, in about twenty four months, you couldn't give a 1080 Ti away. It's just going to be worthless uh, at some I don't point. Know about that, but yeah, yeah. sure. <laughs> okay, we'll check. We'll check in uh, thirty six months. It'll be like okay, what? Thirty six months. We'll ask. Do you want a free 1080 Ti? No, in in twenty four right months, now. you'll be able to buy the 1080 Ti for the price that if you're going to bother trying to buy it used right now is what you should spend on it. Like in twenty four months, you'll be able to get it for three or four hundred bucks rather than twelve hundred bucks. True. All right. I'm just going to ping pong continuously through through here. Um, Mustafa Alosta on YouTube wants to know, 
Um, I'm a 1080p eSport player. I don't need an insane GPU. Right now I have the Sapphire RX for 74 gigabyte. Do you think it would be worth getting the RX 5500 or just stick to what I have and get a better one later on? Uh, it depends. Again, always my, my personal recommendation is if you're fine with what you got and it's doing what you need it to do, uh, stick with it. 470 to 550? 5,500. 5, is that what he just asked about? Yeah, 5,500. 5, mm-hmm. uh, will probably be a decent upgrade. The problem is we don't know what that card's performance or prices. AMD just said it's coming. It's going to be good for 1080p gaming. So it's hard to make concrete recommendations based off of not knowing anything about it, not even knowing how many GPUs are going to be in the family. But esports don't require a lot. So if you're on a tight budget, uh, you know, and it's working for you, stay with it. If you are starting to fall behind and you you want better visuals, you want better frame rates, uh, Maybe wait and see what the 5500 offers, but then consider spending way less money, potentially, on even just a 5... Uh, not a 570, a 580. Because you can get uh, RT, RT, RX 580s for sometimes as cheap as like 160 bucks US these days. So that would be a substantial upgrade over a 470. So, But we're going to have to wait and see what the price performance of the 5500 is before we can you know, for sure say yay or nay. All right, uh, moving on. Um, oh gosh, I lost my spot. <clears throat> Let me know. I also have some email okay. questions. Uh, oh, actually, this is a comment. I thought it was funny. Uh, Sir Nicholas in YouTube says, I got a 1080 Ti for the Win 3 for $400 at Micro Center last March when they were emptying stock. So Ooh. timing is everything, apparently. Yeah. Ooh, there you go. Right? Yeah, that's a killer deal. Very nice. Um, actually, yeah, Gordon, why did you switch to email for a sec? We, we do actually take email questions. We don't always get to them as frequently. But if you email the full nerd at PCRoll.com, we will get to them. Yes, first point. one, uh, Arthur Miller. Um, gosh, I did add. It was from this month. Arthur Mingo. Hey, guys and gals, I'm building an, uh, an editing rig to handle 4K media, and I want it to last for at least two to three years. Uh, what are the two top GPUs y'all would recommend? Arthur Mingo. I don't really say yes, what they you. edit in. No. I mean, uh, I still... Yeah, GPUs don't really scale performance-wise in something like Premiere, so, you know, the difference between a a 1660 and a 2080 Ti, you're actually not going to get that much. But depending on what, you know, if if you're using DaVinci, then things will scale. So I would say if he's on Premiere, I mean, you're still going to get fine performance out of a, a 1660 for that price. Like I, I, you're just not going to get that much by paying more. So. Yeah, and uh, interestingly, so I was just I just wanted to find this so we could tell the person to look this up. Yeah, uh, search for NVIDIA video encode and decode GPU support matrix. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of the NVENC stuff um, will just sort of just tells you the differences between all the different cards. You know, and a sixteen sixty has. Uh, one NVENC engine with a max number of concurrent sessions of, of two, which is the exact same as an RTX 2080. So, yeah, so, you know, 
the newer, I guess the newer engine in, in Touring is probably better. So I would probably, yeah, like like Adam said, go for that low end. But again, if you want to look at this up, uh, just search for uh, NV Inc. Support Matrix or, or NVIDIA Video Encode Decode GPU Support Matrix. Yeah, and they don't mention anything about CPU, but yeah, I, I would save the money on the GPU and, and really care more about the CPU. Yeah, it's a balance, so. right? It's a good thing you're at the table today. <laughs> and I don't have to mess up anybody's name. Mm-hmm. That's good. my job yeah. now. <laughs> cool. That was a good one. Should we do another one? Should I try to mess oh. up this name? Uh, this is... Oh, this is a big one. Oh, wow. Uh, all right. Uh, <laughs> do this it. This is from Alan. Uh, <laughs> what? What? This is a big one? This is... Oh, I, you, I thought you meant the name. I'm no, like, no. I'm sorry. I'm Alan? sorry. The, the, <laughs> no, the, the... I mean, it's it's a it's a big email <laughs> from, from Alan. Uh what are the? I'm just going to go with what's highlighted here. Uh, what are the typical high performance desktop productivity speed and performance benefits between a 2700x versus a 7700 non-K? My primary business application is large and complex Excel work, large media um, PowerPoint files, and small to medium video files. Oh, well, that's easy. Yeah, 2700x will lump up a, a 7700 KB Lake. Because quad core versus eight, Excel does use, especially if you're using very complex modeling work. I know people don't believe it, but it actually is. There's multi-threading in there. You might be hitting that large to media, uh, large media rich uh, PowerPoint files. Uh, 7700K probably might be dead even there. Not a big difference. Small medium video files editing. Yeah, more cores typically better. Yeah. So definitely 2700X should get you a, a decent uh, a bump in performance. Uh, and the good news is, since we took a while to answer this, you can find it on sale now for under 200 bucks pretty frequently. So wow. if you've been thinking about it, go get it. Well, yeah, this was from uh, 2018. I'm just kidding. No, it's not that old. <laughs> it's not that old. Uh, he does say at the, the very end, my, my f- and I think a lot of people have this, my fear with AMD's Ryzen CPUs is that they seem to be endlessly buggy and less than stable compared to Intel's higher price CPUs. Uh, I think it's a lot of that is perception. A lot of that is older perception. Also, Ryzen, yeah, let's admit, Ryzen rollout was was not smooth. I mean, it was a brand new thing for AMD. I did forget to mention... Uh, first-gen Ryzen. First-gen Ryzen. I did forget to mention uh, QuickSync is one thing you should think about if you do a lot of QuickSync. That KB Lake part has integrated QuickSync, which is awesome. That is actually something you might want to keep it for. Well, but for Excel and PowerPoint... Well, no, because the video I know, editing. but for the video, yeah. Video editing. So I, I think there are some pluses with Intel architecture. I mean, frankly, there is an advantage there as much as some people don't want to admit it. There is an advantage with Intel, Intel architecture, especially with applications. And then, yeah, are Ryzen less stable? No, I wouldn't say less. I mean, yeah, sure, some people have had rough times, but not everyone. And it's not 100% bad, right? You may be reading some people having issues and... That's just their their problem. So I don't think I there's actually, an issue. I actually think they're pretty stable at this point. Like, I wouldn't have an issue just going to the store and buying a motherboard and a processor and expecting it to work and everything. Uh, and the memory speeds are a lot better than they used to be. First-gen Ryzen did have issues with that. Uh, that's all been fixed. I think a lot of the problem with the perception of Ryzen being unstable is because of a benefit of Ryzen. The fact that they do support motherboards from several generations ago with their new processors. So people who are looking to upgrade from existing Ryzen systems need to figure out, do their motherboards have BIOS updates, this, that, other things like that. 
And I think that adds to a lot of the noise on social media, like looking through Reddit groups or Twitter or whatever. But it's not really an issue if you're buying it new. It's not really an issue with the platform. It's actually just a side effect of one of the benefits of the platform, in my opinion. Right. That's my feeling. Should I go with another one here? Actually, yeah. we have a super chat from someone oh. called uh, Lindsay Murray. Oh. $2. Thank you, Who's Lindsay. Um, and she wants to know, not tech-related, but Brad, what does your shirt say? Uh, it says, head like a hole, I'm on a roll. Uh... Riding so high, achieving my goals. It's from the yeah. <laughs> Black Mirror Nine Inch Nails ver- version, where Miley Cyrus is doing cheery Nine Inch Nails versions of songs. This is actually, even though I say never pre-order about hardware, I pre-ordered this when I saw it on the Nine Inch Nails Facebook page. Pre-ordered something. Pre-ordered like a decade. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, have you watched the whole music video? It's pretty great. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> afterward, I was like, "Oh, I wonder if the whole music video is out there." You should definitely look at it. It's pretty yeah. funny. Uh, Miley Cyrus uh, remaking Nine Inch Nails. Hmm. <laughs> it's pretty it good. It is cherry version. It's great. I'm a big Nine Inch Nails fan and Black Mirror fan. So yeah, great the show. ultimate crossover. Uh, we got an interesting one here from uh, Leo. Um, uh, they have a PC right now with a 2600K and a GTX 960. Then they want to upgrade. They do not play games, but they run uh, many programs at once on three monitors. Uh, one, one of the monitors is a yeah. TV with a satellite card. Uh, sounds like they're doing virtualizations. Uh, I do programming, graphics, video editing, and play play with different Linux distros. My main goal is to run things virtualized on the new PC so that I can separate separate functions instead of running everything under Windows. Uh, so, Adam. Yes. We seem to have lost YouTube. Oh no. Uh, you're right. We seem to have lost YouTube, and I am appealing to you for help. Uh, Twitch is still live. Oh, no, Adam's at the table. Yeah, no, that's fine. I have access. It's weird. It must be on the YouTube side because it's saying we're still connected, so let's give it a second and see if it, uh... Oh. People are saying it's there. Okay. Oh, okay, yeah. Great. So anyway, uh, they're doing a lot with this PC... Uh, and they want to virtualize everything. Uh, questions are, should they go 3900X, 3950X, or Threadripper? And then a bunch of other questions, but we'll get to those in a minute. I would say it would depend on how much virtualization you're really looking to do. Because the 3900X or 3950X even, the 3900X, the cheapest option that you have there, would be able to virtualize a lot as would Threadripper at this point, which you can probably find on sale. But if you're looking to just create scads and scads of different things, I mean, more cores is better. Yeah, and although I have heard people complain there are some virtualization limits to um, Threadripper. There are issues compared to, say, uh, Gripig, you know, Skylake X, Cascade Lake X part. Uh, but those are just sort of a different cuddle of fish. I would say if you're running a 2,900, 2,600K and a 960 and you're actually okay with it, then I would probably do a 3,900 to 3,950X. It just makes sense because it is definitely yep. a bigger investment to go with either of the big sockets, a lot more money. So if you've been happy with that, then why not just, you know, go with the a four? I mean, it's crazy to be able to look at 12 cores for $500, right? If you can find them. And 3950 gets you 16 cores, 
less memory bandwidth, but still, you know, hell of a deal. So, uh, real quick, it looks like we're back on YouTube for everybody. Yeah. Can you recap the question real quick for everybody? Uh, sorry. Uh, yeah, programming, video editing, playing with Linux distros. They want to virtualize everything on the new PC, upgrading from 2600K. Should they go 3900X, 3950X, or Threadripper? And we just said 3900X, because cool. if you're coming from a 2600K, 3900X is going to blow your mind. Um, yeah. Which motherboard would you pair with a 3900X? Um, you know, if you want PCIe 4 capability down the road, it seems to make sense. The X570s have gotten more affordable. I mean, they're not, they're not that bad. So X470, if you, you don't care about the PCIe 4 support, right? I think that's probably fair. Yeah, yeah. Uh... That said, they are still more expensive than if you get a B350 or a 470 board. So if you don't care about PCIe 4 in the future, again, sounds like this guy has some very specialized workloads. Yeah. If he has, uh, I think he said a TV tuner card or something like that, too. If yep. you're recording that locally, uh, the speed of your drive will make a difference. Mm. So in which case, you might want to consider an X570 and... PCIe 4. Uh, last, last from this, do you think they should upgrade their, their card, the GTX 960? Do you think that'll have any impact on virtualization? and might help with editing encoding. and things like Depends that. Depends on what capture card you're running, right? Yeah. So if it's hardware capture card, probably doesn't make any difference. But if you're running a card where you rely more on the encoding cores in the uh, GPU, then it might be worth it. I would do the CPU motherboard first and then... Yep. Because remember, you have to replace RAM, motherboard, and CPU. Is that all of them? That was it. Yeah. Um, one, one of them was I mean, just a black so, piece uh, of paper. <laughs> but if your workloads don't use a lot of GPU power, uh, I'm not sure what you're running again, uh, don't feel tempted to necessarily buy a high-end GPU just because you are getting a high-end CPU. Yeah. As you see, a 960 is enough to power your three monitors, you get like a 1660 or something like that, and you don't need the bigger graphics oomph for whatever workload you're running. Uh, you know, save the money there. Cool. All right. More questions. More Give questions. Them to us. All right. Let's do a quick lightning round for monitor questions. Boom. Uh, Boria Zero on Discord wants to know, why is there such a large gap in size? Oh. You can see me now. Why is there such a large gap in size if you want to go larger than 32-inch monitors in the 16 by 9 format? 43-inch monitors are coming out, but they're clearly too big for most gamers to put on the desk. 36 inches to 38 inches would be a perfectly reasonable option to have, yet it doesn't exist in 16 by 9. And I think they're asking, why is this? Yeah, isn't it panel size? Like, don't they make a, a one big panel and they have to cut so many things out of it, so... So they try it's, to. It's all related stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Think and 43 there's not a lot of demand, I would think, for those in between ranges. I think either you'd be fine with a 32 inch panel, or for, not necessarily you, but the majority of people. And you got to realize these companies are trying to make money. Or if you want bigger than that, you're probably going to jump up to one of those TV size panels, 43 inches or whatever. So it's just like 32 inches is a pretty decent size for a monitor. If you want bigger than that, you're probably looking TV sized. So I wouldn't be surprised, both the economics of cutting sheets of glass itself and just the fact that I doubt there's a lot of interest in that middle ground. Hmm. That is interesting. Okay. I don't think 43 is too big. <laughs> On no, your really. desk? 
Yeah, it's not that right, like like a foot away from your face. Yeah, the first time he saw the the BFGD, he was like, they were like, oh yeah, you know, it's it's kind of a, in, in between experience. Foot, right. yeah. They said it was ten foot. I and, and then I, you were like, no, I'd, I'd get right up in it because <laughs> right, you would think I mean, BFGD is a little just slightly too big. Oh, slightly. But I mean, like forty three is pretty good. It's not in person. It's not crazy. I don't because you know thirty twos are you know. It's just it's not it's not that big a difference. Mm-hmm. I, you'd be surprised how like oh this. Eh. Oh no, I I just put a thirty two inch monitor at my desk here at work, and I feel like being within a foot and a half of it is already too close. <laughs> yeah, I like big monitors. Both well, of mine are thirty or thirty two. Yeah, but I also think isn't it something with uh, one of the problems we have right now with the PC is we're sort of like second fiddles to everybody, and I I just don't think they're making mid size display panels, right? So it's really yeah, all the panels like even though you can buy monitors from Acer and Asus and whatnot, they only come from two or three panel makers themselves. It's only a handful of options. Yeah. So what Sharp and Samsung and A A U O A U Electronics. Yeah. All right. Next, All right. More, more, more. Next monitor question. JC Brown on YouTube wants to know, uh, hey, I'm just getting back into PC gaming. Haven't done gaming in 15 to 20 years. Welcome back. Trying to decide on a monitor for an RTX 2070 Super. What are your suggestions? So they found the, the card before the, the gaming monitor. I would look for 1440p panel for sure if you can swing it. Uh, if you can swing higher refresh rates, go for it. Um, it's ideal if you can get it with FreeSync or G-Sync support, but you can get a good 1440 panel for just over a hundred bucks if you don't mind compromising, like maybe on how dark it looks or stuff like that. But 1440p is the sweet spot for that graphics card. So they said 15 years, so like Half-Life two days or something. 15 to 20 years. Wow, yeah. So they they, they probably played Half-Life two, signed up for a Steam account, and then never <laughs> logged back in again. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Then they moved over their 250 gigabyte hard drive from their old PC, and they're like, "Oh yeah, I got Steam." <laughs> you don't want to move it. You just, you, you just pull it out and you put it on a shelf. There's your, there's your backup right there, man. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right, ping ponging some more here um, on Twitch. Uh, J Christoph 8 asked, "Should I upgrade my 1800X to a 3800X?" Should they? Yeah, why not? Gordon is thinking. Yeah, usually he's just have, like, yeah, do I, it. I, I personally have an 1800X. I'm interested in doing that. I'm interested in doing that next year when the prices come down when the next generation comes out. Mm. I so, don't think there's enough of a jump in performance. There is a noticeable one, and I'm jealous, and I wish I had a 3800X. Uh, but I don't think it's a big enough jump in performance to be worth paying full price now. But next year... When we see the 3800X going for the 200-ish bucks that we see the 2700X going for now, I'm going to be all over that. So, Brad, quick question for you. You would stick with the 3800X and not go up in core count to, like, 3900X? I don't care. I don't need more cores. I Mm. would love to have Ryzen 3rd Gen's awesome speed and IPC improvements for gaming. Got it. So that's the reason I'm looking at it. Yeah, and he or she, did they say what they used it for? No. Yeah. So Just a straight question. And it comes up to, yeah, it depends on what you're using it for. Yeah. If you're just playing games and doing the normal stuff, then yeah, I it's probably not the best investment in, in your money. There's other things yep. you can spend money on, bigger SSD, more RAM, yep. better GPU, that kind of stuff. 
Although but. people in Twitch chat did recommend just waiting for Black Friday, which is if you if yeah. you can get it for a good price, it's going to be more than how much Brad quoted, but it'll still be a better price than what you would see on the street right now. Mm. Uh, AMD tends to have pretty great holiday sales. Yes, they do, or they have at least. And here's a good question that just popped up in the chat. Uh, Reason on YouTube is asking, uh, how, to know, how do you know which video card goes with what CPU? It's a good, it's a good question, I, I, and we did a video on this for like budget, did budgeting purposes, and you had, a, we, you had a good thing. Basically, you look for the same class about the same budget. If you're going to get a Core i3 or a Ryzen 3, Look for more, you know, a GPU that costs about the same amount. If you're going up to Core i5, look for one of those mainstream, you know, 60, 1660 or uh, RX 590, I guess, at this point. Or if you're going above that, you know, just roughly keep it in balance. Keep everything in balance, yin and yang. Yeah. It's a good starting place. And then depending on your needs, if, if you need more gaming, you know, if you're using it more for gaming, maybe you'll pump it a little bit more into GPU. Or right. if you're doing more content creation, maybe you'll pump it a little more into the CPU than GPU. Yeah. And we did do, Gordon and I tag teamed and did a video that's like eight or nine minutes long that got into a lot of those considerations. So if you go to our, further down our YouTube channel and scroll back, you'll be able to find that. And I it's recommend you watch. It's a good video. Yeah. You just want to watch out for mismatches, right? You don't want to. You know, Pentium with a 2080 Ti. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can't even read it because it's highlighted neon green. I got to lean in. <laughs> old age here. Uh, I think it's Mestig uh, on Twitch says, get the most expensive GPU and most expensive CPU job done. <laughs> there you go. Buy, buy the nicest thing. Done. That does work, actually. I mean, you can't, <laughs> you can't lose except for your money. But that's just the money. You'll just lose the money. <laughs> and then upgrade it again the next year. Yeah. Um, so uh, next question. Uh, I guess this one is mostly for Gordon, but all of us can chime in on this. Uh, Snipe and Fist on Discord wants to know, if, I'm a, if I am a budget machine learning scientist, with the advent of high core count on mainstream desktop parts, will we ever see a dramatic increase in the available PCIe lanes? kind of feel like we've already seen that in recent years. Wait, can you read that last part again with the dramatic? Yeah. So basically they're asking, because we have all these high core count parts on desktop, mainstream desktop parts, will we also ever see an increase in the available PCIe lanes? Oh, I see. So like your 3950X. So I guess, I sorry, for a second I was thinking big socket. So they're talking about smaller socket. 3950X, when we're seeing 16 core parts, right, are we also going to see an increase in PCIe lanes so that basically people like this person can, you know, make use of that without having to go to the big socket? Well, I I don't know if we ever will. I think it feels like it's about right the way it is right now. I mean, I'm I'm sure that eventually somebody will start marketing more PCIe lanes, real PCIe lanes, not just the sort of like bottlenecked at the the connector to the CPU. I don't think it's going to get to the point because they clearly AMD and Intel have an answer for you. It's like buy a big socket, right? <laughs> you need 64 yeah. or 48 PCIe lanes, but spend more money, buy the bigger socket. And Just, Threadripper has come come down in price. Yeah, you know, and then it's really considerably come down in price. So, so yeah. you could argue it has come down to be reasonable, but I don't think they want to throw a ton of resources at you know, buttloads of PCIe lanes for people who will never use them. Why? Why would you waste it? Right? Yeah. You're just essentially wasting. You just, it. You just need a GPU and a, and a sound card. Yeah, and then I if, agree a hundred percent. And then, and if you want to be a stickler for it, you could argue that 
with with uh, Ryzen three thousand and X five seventy, you get PCIe four. You have essentially got more mm. PCIe lanes, right? Because they're all PCIe four, so it's double the bandwidth of PCIe three, and technically you've gotten a lot more. Yeah, most most people put in a graphics card, maybe put in a sound card or a video capture card. Put in the SSD. That's yeah. what mainstream PCs are built to handle. Uh, what you're looking at is a specialized use case, and specialized use cases cost money. Yep. Yep. All right. Related to PCI le- PCIe lanes, uh, Thabix on Discord wanted to know what kind of software will benefit most from PCIe 4 SSDs? I'm sure AMD would love that answer. software. No. <laughs> I mean, anything with that needs lots of read and write speeds. Well, so the one demo right. that they have done. Well, there's one not that realistic. Is of course the FutureMark PCIe feature test, which is basically hammering the graphics card across PCIe to show you. Oh, look, there is actually more bandwidth on PCIe four. It can theoretically happen. In yeah. theoretically, it can <laughs> happen. Yeah. What there... software is using it now? I say, yeah. So the one demo that AMD did at the Ryzen 3000 launch, which is a little difficult for you know, humans to test, you know, mere mortals, <laughs> is like, hey, look, we can stream multiple 8K streams over PCIe 4. And they did it. They did the demo on their own hardware, so they would basically run like 8K video streamed, not streamed to the internet. We're talking about. So it was running across like a PCIe. capture card, uh, like a PCIe-based uh, capture card. Yeah, yeah. So it was yeah. like a capture card, or just to the GPU itself, even was mm. an issue because you sort of are, are bottlenecked by the by PCIe three by sixteen. Mm. So if I remember right, because it's been like six months, they basically they did it in PCIe three mode and PCIe four mode, and in PCIe four mode, like yeah, you could definitely you could use it. Uh, they are working with Blackmagic, who is like. Like the poster child for all cool. I mean, stuff I, I, I use Blackmagic cards in here, so yeah. And they have they're working on a demo to show you, like, yeah, you know, if you have PCIe four GPU and you have a PCIe four system, hmm. and then in fact it's interesting because we thought, well, is this just because of the PCIe four SSD? Initially, they said, yeah, we think so, but then later on, when they talked to the product manager, uh, he was like, no, it's actually we're in fact we're running a PCIe three SSD. It's all because of the uh, PCIe four GPU. It just Huh. Now, again, they said this. They obviously were hunting for extreme use cases because yeah. every hardware manufacturer likes hunting for extreme <laughs> use cases to showcase their new feature because they know it takes a long time for software people to catch up to new hardware features. Is that going to make a difference in the immediate feature? Probably not. And for most of us who aren't running multiple 8K streams to our GPU, not going to probably matter either. So I don't know. Right now, it's all about... Moving big amounts of data much faster is basically it. In theory. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, even just transferring files around, stuff like that, you know, opening up files to edit, stuff like that. Uh, I had a good question real quick, if I could, uh, from from Dennis, a friend of the show, Dennis on YouTube. Uh, What game from the last 15 years should NVIDIA add ray tracing support to, and why is it Doom 3? (laughs) (laughs) It shouldn't be Doom 3, because... Uh... It would, I mean, but that would be a those good game monster, to do it. Uh, it would be a good one to show off the show technology. Show it off. Yeah. Those monster closets are BS. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to vote for the game that I thought of the second that I laid eyes on a demo of Battlefield Five at Gamescom when RTX was announced. Thief. 
Oh, uh, yeah. Ray tracing is built for stealth games. I cannot wait to see a stealth game that mm. fully takes advantage of it. Mm. I would love to yeah. see Thief. I would play the heck out of Thief right now if it got remade with ray tracing. Mm. How about Half-Life 2? <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm sure they're working on it. I'm, I'm, I'm sure they're working on Half-Life, you know, yeah. But 1 and 2, I bet, rather than Half-Life 3. So. Yeah, I, I don't know if it would make a stunning change in Half-Life 1. Half-Life 2, though? I mean, but that's, I mean, game. we're talking about, what, you know, Quake and stuff like, you know, it's that same time period, like, you know. <laughs> yeah, Half-Life, yeah. Half-Life 1, I could see them doing that. Yeah, I mean, it's not going to make a huge difference. And Quake was cool. I did load it up on, on the card to check it out. It's like, ah, oh, cool. And then I was like, yeah, but I'm not going to play the game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'd be thief, thief 100%. Yeah. Chat is voting for uh, Contra. <laughs> Fear. <laughs> Max Ooh, Payne fear. 4. Oh, you know Max Payne. Dude, Max Payne would be awesome. Max Payne 1. Oh, yeah. I love Max That Payne. actually would be nice. Uh, I yeah. wonder if Remedy would work with him on that. that. I mean, well, they did for Control, so. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So they they should be already used to it. Ruru uh, uh, two says uh, ray tracing for Forza. I need more shiny cars. I'm with you on that one. <laughs> oh my! Oh, I mean, jeez, they're already so shiny. I know, but I mean, oh, things so can always be shinier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I bet the first gears, I bet the first gears of war would uh would look good. I mean, even Gears Five right now looks pretty damn good. Uh, but yeah, I I could see it. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. All right. More questions. More, more, more. Uh, I'm going back to Discord, filling another question from Captain Kern123. Uh, there are lots of rumors going about for CPUs for gaming. So if they were to future-proof for the next four years, wh- how many cores would you recommend? Six, eight, 16, 24? Um, they said, huge love to you all from Istanbul. Nice. Six cores with hyper-threading. I would get. I would say Ryzen five. You should be fine. Core i five. I'd be nervous about. So six cores, twelve threads. Uh, you know, but if you're talking, you know, four to five years, I would say eight core, eight core, eight cores with SMT. I know, I know, There's I know. No way that games are going to hit sixteen cores. No. That, but but six cores with hyper threading. I yeah. think will become the new norm. I think that's the so. minimum pieces of flair, though, Brad. I think. <laughs> I think. Are you? Do you just want to do the minimum? Yeah, <laughs> I, I do think it's. <sighs> I mean, sixteen to twenty-four f- is definitely not in the equation. That that that's no, over. That is not yeah, yeah. people are. Yeah, so we're really we're just talking about six and eight. Yeah, six and eight. I think it's pretty. I think you'd be fine with both. And then the one thing you got to remember about the PCs, we don't leave people behind right we're not like some companies that just are happy to push people overboard all the time just for fun just to hear the splash you mean no apple? we don't we don't we don't do it <laughs> that's why i like ray tracing i i still say you don't have to have ray tracing because it'll still run it won't look quite as pretty but it still runs we don't leave you behind we don't just say no typically uh, also from Discord, Sid Lives asks, is there a big difference in 1080p versus 1440p at 144 hertz from a gaming perspective? This would be on a 1080 Ti and a 2700X system. I say yes. <laughs> I, 1440 is a sweet spot. Yeah, 1080p, who, yeah, you can, see, you can see it. You can see a difference. From 1440p to 4K, eh, you know. But, yeah, yeah. What are you seeing yeah, as a, a difference? It's it's you it's, see much more clarity, and it's it's clear, and you get a much wider viewing angle. Mm. 
the jump from 1080p to 1440, if you can swing it, is 100% no-brainer. But yeah. like Adam said, I think 1440p to 4K is not worth it for many people. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the aspect ratio is the same. I I would argue, yeah, it's it's not really the game that I think bugs me that much, but it's really all the UI elements. 1080 just feels like really... I don't know, man. Rest. Like an open-world game, if you're, you're like... Uh, Man, what was it? The uh, what was that newest Coast Recon Breakpoint? Uh, yeah. yeah, just looking looking across the landscape in 1080p, it's just like you you don't see fine detail. You, yeah, you jump up to 1440p, soft. and it's just like you look across the landscape, and you're like, oh wow, okay, I can make out trees and stuff. Like, yeah, but hey, you know what? I run 1610 30 inch, so. The cool thing, so you see every pixel, right? No, sixteen hundred P. It's just nice. It's just nice to get the you know, all the really crisp UI elements and everything. Yeah, and just yeah. The cool thing about the person who asked that question is the ten eighty Ti. It won't necessarily max out fourteen forty P, fourteen forty hertz monitor, depending on the game, but it'll be able to do really well in it. So you don't even need to upgrade your graphics card for that. Yeah, in a twenty seven hundred X. Yeah, you're, nice. you're, you're good. But what are their esports player? I mean, what, how many people become... are esports players? Set it to low, and you'll hit 144 hertz with that yeah. 1080 Ti. <laughs> Easy. I need 400, though, Brad. 400, <laughs> at least. All right. Um, another question. I think this one will be quick. Kamikaze87 on Discord wants to know: Do you think Intel will support FreeSync? They already said they would. Yep. yep. The answer is yes. <laughs> Visa Adaptive Sync. Do is people what are people getting angry about that though? I'm just surprised. Like people aren't like angry. Why would they be angry? Well, because if you hate all things Intel and everything Intel does is bad, therefore Intel supporting FreeSync is bad, right? So if you hate Intel, then you have to hate Intel for supporting FreeSync. I don't know. I'm just trying to figure out the logic there. <laughs> I don't know, forget it. Trying to stir up that controversy. <laughs> all right. Um, also, I think another quick question from Discord. JJ Power wants to know, uh, I think, hi from Italy. I think I'm reading the flag emoji right. Would you rather see more games with VR or ray tracing support? Which one think, do you think gives a more immersive experience? I mean, the question I have is, does that mean like games and then they tack on a VR mode onto it or a standalone game? You know, would you rather have a... A game that's specifically made for VR or specifically made for ray tracing, or because yeah, there's so many games out there that have like oh it's it's a normal game, but then they have a little bit of like a, a VR kind of mode in it, and I don't really like those. <laughs> I'm gonna go with the ray tracing because I have a five, and VR gaming just isn't taking off the way that the industry hoped it to for many reasons. Uh, and I think ray tracing does add a lot of good visuals to games, and that's something that people can actually use on the equipment they already have. There's no need to invest in a five or eight hundred dollar headset. Uh, there's no need to have to sweat through using a VR headset. You know, isolating yourself. Uh, so I personally would rather have games pick up ray tracing more than support VR because I think there's much more mass potential there, and I'd rather you know developer. F- resources are finite and i'd rather it go to that true i love vr gaming i love introducing people to vr gaming at this point it's just like it's it's doesn't seem like it's moving ahead very quickly yeah that's why i disagree and i think (laughs) they should support vr (laughs) because love it or hate it ray tracing is a foregone conclusion it is the future of pc gaming from all three vendors edmund lee right 
So VR also needs to survive. It's a new technology. It needs support in order to survive. So, yeah, I would rather see, honestly, a, an amazing VR title to come out to help make VR, make it through the hard years. And there's any, with any new technology, there's always a hard years, and right now it's really hard for VR. True. I I, I was going to say real-time ray tracing, because that can at least come to VR as well. So, you know, the more work done on that mm-hmm. end can benefit both. But I do like your answer, because, yeah, I mean, real-time ray tracing is, is here to stay. Yeah. VR probably needs a little, you know, to, to keep that injection in the arm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. To keep it going, for sure. I mean, not that it's dying or going away but it, it definitely yeah i don't There's want it i don't want it to go away i don't want it yeah i want people hobbling. to keep making vr stuff because it is great i am surprised by how much i bounced off of vr gaming in general even though i really enjoy it when i do it actually because to me the act of putting on the headset and just being completely isolated from the world great <laughs> I went the opposite way. I'm like, I hate this. Oh, huh. you know, I can't be talking to people on Discord. I, uh, you know, I'm completely closed off to everything around me. It's super cool exploring these environments and stuff like that. Like, I love even like the blue, the one with the whale. Mm-hmm. Even non gaming experiences. Uh, but you know, the act of getting it all set up and then closing myself off from the world is to me a lot higher barrier of entry than just being able to sit down and be like okay I'm opening steam what am I playing I mean especially with so, uh, yeah, the yeah you got to set up lighthouses and patch all your yeah. your controllers so it's, it's super and, weird I love VR but yeah. I like almost never think like okay I'm going to go play this right now So <laughs> I have a question for you all how often do you actually really play VR games or even even do like VR experiences I mean for me it, it comes in fits and starts because like like I had just what was it the HP Reverb yeah uh, we had in the office uh, and I, amazing, I, right? I had never tried a, a Windows mixed reality uh, headset so I wanted to try that so yeah I mean for me it's always a lot of hey let's bring over friends who've never tried VR you know and and like it's it was like a month of like oh hey you want to come over Saturday try VR for the first time uh but then and I was playing through Arizona Sunshine for the first time and I was like wow this is this is pretty awesome so for me it comes in fits and starts I would say like once every 6 to 9 months oh, I'll, 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 that infrequently oh yeah yeah well because I don't have my own like ah. you know like I'm usually just borrowing ones here from work I mean if I had my own I have a I have good space for it, but also I I was a little bummed to hear that uh, phone based VR is is completely dead. Uh, I thought it had its purpose here and there, but yeah. So I was glad to see it die. Honestly, <laughs> I I just don't think it works, especially if you wear glasses. It's really difficult oh, to make yeah, it work. Yeah, I uh, depends on I, I my room that I have VR in is actually like getting renovated right now. But uh, even before that, I hadn't touched it in a while aside from trying a random thing here or there that i'm like oh that's cool that's free let's try it out just i don't i i love it but i never think of picking it up and trying it so thank you all i for- only use it for like what adam was saying if people come over i'm like oh hey man check this out this is badass this is awesome you guys should try vr and it's almost more like a, a social thing to introduce people to it but it's weird because those people are in their own world yeah so (laughs) well it's the rest of you standing around laughing at the person for doing dumb stuff that's the social part of it then also talking about it afterward like every time i show somebody we're usually talking for like an hour or two afterward of like the implications and what it was like and you know it it gets a lot of uh you know what this sounds like yes 
Sounds like having a Wii. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Social gaming. Yeah. Well, the Wii's, there's up to four controllers, though. But that was the only time. Most people, I feel like, with the Wii, only ever played it when they had people over. Because they were like, let's do this thing together. Let's fling these sticks around. It's very much like, to me, it's, it's like console gaming. Oh, God. No, no, really. Oh. Next, next question. Come on. There's like two <laughs> controllers. Most people have two controllers. You got like four or five people hanging out, six people, and they're all watching two people play. And then you know, the rest of the time, you just hold on to your beer. Isn't that the same thing? Okay. No, but it's, here. Okay. Next you got question. supporting VR. VR needs the yes, hit. VR, right. VR should c- continue to survive. All right. So <laughs> next question. Uh, Dennis Siberian on YouTube had a good question. Does Gordon think that old Xeons are a good choice for people on really tight budgets? I am asking because he uses them at home. Good, yeah, they're question. a great deal. In fact, earlier when I was talking about uh, how hardware just devalues itself. You could find the Xeon that may be sold for $3,000, you know, four years ago, and now it's going for $90. Yeah. So, right. yeah. It's just it's a matter a of finding a motherboard and, yeah. But the, do it. Yeah. So that's the main thing is if you think you're going to do a Xeon, make sure you can get an affordable motherboard because some of those Xeons are tied to like basically super micro workstation server class motherboards. Mm-hmm. Those things are interestingly not that cheap, even if they're old. So uh, make sure you can have a motherboard. Or, you know, some of the consumer boards actually support the uh, Xeons as well. So you could look at that route. All right. Um, More recommendation or type questions. Alpha K on Discord wants to know, what's the most comfortable on-ear headphones you've ever used? Any recommendations? Oh, actually, yeah. What's your experience with those the HPs that have the cooling? I you you've know, been using those lately. I like them because they they do cool your ears off. So the HP, I forget what the with the cool cap or whatever they call it, it has yeah. a Peltier cooler and it's cool like active door. cooling. It's nice. Um, I actually still prefer Creative. They have um, God, I can't think of the model, but Creative actually has a really nice uh, headset that fits my head really well, and that's what really it comes down to. So they're the most comfortable for me. So there's, I like HP ones that are not quite as comfortable as, as the Creative mm. for my head, but. Mm. Those things are, they feel awesome, though, on your head. They're yeah. called the Mind Frame, I believe, HP Mind yes. Frame. Yes, the Mind Frame. And I they're just cool yeah. in your ears. I love them. Yeah. My ears definitely get hot. What are other preferences? Go, Brad. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm very easy. I'm just wearing, you know, Razor Krakens. But uh, I have Sennheiser ones around for non-gaming. But usually I just listen to speakers. And what's so, uh what's Hayden's like top recommendation? Isn't it is it still the Cloud Alpha? Yeah, but that's focused more on probably price to performance necessarily necessarily comfort. comfort uh, so, okay. got it. So, Elena, what about your small ears? You know, I actually have a really hard time finding um, on ear headphones that are comfortable. I just I feel like a lot of them are sized for people with larger heads in the sense that like they expect them the head the skull shape to kind of stretch them out in a certain way so it doesn't put pressure um, uncomfortably on certain spots. Um, I think for me, I don't find gaming headsets very comfortable for the most part. I um, do like these Sony ones. I don't know the the model name, but like they're really common for video production. Very common, yeah. um, and these are these are pretty decent. But in general, I tend to default to earbuds more so than on ear, just because it's just so difficult to get a good fit. Yep. Right. Um, 
Next question. Yeah, we should we take a couple more. Just a couple more, and then we got to go, unfortunately. Um, so Satchel Malone on Discord wants to know our thoughts on Threadripper backward compatibility. We we had covered this in a previous show, but we'll, there's a little bit of follow-up here. Um, you know, do we... Th- the whole like do we think that the chipset is going to change you know or the the motherboard itself is going to change you know how do we feel about that but also specifically what gems out there do you think people should snatch up from gen 1 or gen 2 um if they're looking to break into these uh, high-end desktop platform type cpus and you know are trying to do it on a budget i'd have to wait we're going to see it in a month. They said next month we'll see 24-core Threadripper 3000 series. It seems crazy to buy into a second gen if it's possible it could get stranded. Um, it is a possibility. I don't know whether that's true or not. There are definitely rumors of a newer socket. That doesn't mean they won't do throw out a bone to the older folks too, right? Because they know they're loyal customers. AMD likes to take care of its loyal customers. So we don't know, but I would say picking up an old board right now is high risk. If you think you want to go to the 3000, what if these 3000 parts are just awesome, awesomeness, then it would have been better just to simply buy into a Ryzen or Threadripper 3000 series instead. And even if you're being like I was talking about with the 3800X, you're like, I'm fine with what's now. I'm just going to wait a year. If you wait the month for the next gen Threadripper and you want second gen, Prices come down on those. Like yeah. when second gen Threadripper came out, first gen Threadripper prices like yeah. fell. Yeah, Ooh. yeah, we saw so, some crazy deals. Even if third gen is awesome, if you decide second gen's good enough for you, still wait the month because right. you'll probably save a lot of money. Good point. All right. Um, we have a super chat from super chat. Preston Morton. Five bucks. Thanks Thank so you, much. Preston. And it's just a comment, but they said. Uh, FreeSync is an open standard. We should all want open standards, unlike G-Sync and current ray tracing standards from NVIDIA. Uh, NVIDIA does not have a ray tracing standard. Yep, it's built on the back it. of the Windows DirectX R, DirectX ray tracing API standard. So, what, why, why do you think so many people? I've, I've heard a lot of people like come down on NVIDIA for having a you know a, a ray tracing a closed standard like why how did that start because like, they're really good at marketing and so now everything ray tracing in rtx is assumed to be nvidia when it's all just built on the backs of dxr uh they were just first to the technology because they were so far ahead of amd and gpus and that they had time to basically not have a huge performance increase generation on generation from the 1080 ti to like the 2080 they could just spend all that time and money filling it with this specialized hardware because they were so far ahead of AMD to make this a thing now, and then they have great marketing, and so they've effectively attached their name to it, I think. Interesting. But it is built on the back of direct X-ray tracing, which is in every direct X12 PC, Windows 10. So, Yeah, and although, I mean, it was pretty clear that they, they were basic, because it was big news, because they came out with the hardware, and Microsoft came out with DXR support at the same time. Yeah. Not like DXR was it. actually DXR was actually four or five months in advance. But I mean, the but, API. But they said it would like, hey, we're we're not making we're not going our our own way here. We're we're basing on DXR. Yep. Microsoft is going to do DXR. Check out this coolness. So they didn't hide it. So I I yep. think it's it is just a matter of you getting to be there first. So everybody I, assumes you're the I way. Think, 
I also think they're really yeah. First, I also think they're really good at you know making it murky. The fact that it's not proprietary because RTX itself is a mixture. It's not just DirectX Ray Tracing API. It's their brand for DLSS and the Tensor Cores and the hard all the hardware that runs on it. And they just did a really good job of marketing. I mean, DLSS well. is proprietary. Yes, yeah, and that's so. part of RTX, which is proprietary. Yeah. But ray tracing based on DXR is not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so maybe that's where the confusion is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, uh, I think maybe. I think I think oh, actually, just to take Dakin aside for a minute, I think Nvidia likes doing that because uh, Adore TV actually did a good video on it recently. But it was something I was also paying attention on the past couple of months. It's the same with them adopting FreeSync, right? FreeSync is an open standard. Since they've rolled out G-Sync compatible, every monitor that has been certified for G-Sync compatibility, or not necessarily every because I haven't been comprehensive in looking, but everyone that I've noticed no longer says FreeSync on its manufacturer pages or its Amazon pages or Newegg pages. They say G-Sync compatible. So they're like eliminating FreeSync branding from all the G-Sync compatible FreeSync monitors to kind of assume, you know, it's the same thing with ray tracing. I wow. What's the right just really good at marketing. Is that I, I I know specifically sometimes um legal contracts are written up. So if your logo appears, they can say you don't have the other logo. But of yeah, course we don't have that any proof of that, but I you no know, proof or anything, but mm. it's it's happening a lot. Uh it was something like I said I've been noticing for the past couple of months. Adore TV just did a video on it. Uh, but NVIDIA is really good at branding. NVIDIA is really good at marketing. So that's where a lot of the confusion lies, I think. <laughs> Interesting. Cool. A couple more questions? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So uh, next question. Mr. Penchi from YouTube wants to know, how much do you guys think the 9900KS will retail for, and when will it be released? My CPU died yesterday, so I don't know if I should wait for the 9900KS or just pull the trigger on a 9900K. I'm not sure if they said... I know it's soon. I'm not sure if they said October or November, but it's very soon for the KS. Uh, I would guess it would cost an extra $5,200 more. Because at this point, it's a premium version of an already ultra-premium part, so you're going to pay more for it. So that would be my guess. In the next, you'll see it in the next 15 to 30 days uh, for $5,200 more. And I mean, if you're already waiting, I guess just wait a little longer. Well, their CPU just died. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, if you you need a CPU right now, you need a CPU right now. Like, yeah. So without knowing any behind the scenes details or anything like that, me just going off of what they've already said about intel's ks because i was just looking at that the other day actually because read up on amd's new stuff uh the existing 9900k if you have a decent motherboard has a very high chance of hitting all core five gigahertz already so if you need a new cpu right now i don't think there's any harm in going out and getting a 9900k and feeling like you left a lot on the table with the ks that would be my gut instinct yeah but I mean, if you can wait, I guess wait. I mean, then if you're going to wait, yep. why don't you wait till next year? You know, <laughs> it's the eternal question. Yeah, I know, for right? Tech. Yeah, yeah. I'd say just 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 buy now and be happy because it's if if you need it, you need it. All right. Yeah. Okay. Outer Worlds is coming out. You need a gaming CPU. <laughs> yeah, there's so many games. Wait, what's coming out? 
Outer Worlds. Outer Worlds. Oh, it's, it's the new not not Fallout from Obsidian. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be a bu- buggy, glorious mess. <laughs> okay. No, it just came out today and it looks pretty good. Oh, it did. Oh, God, I didn't even see. Oh. What did okay. Hayden give it? Uh, the reviews. Hayden didn't review it. Oh, he hasn't reviewed it. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Adam. Yes. A Lindsay Murray would like to say that yes. Adam always says just buy it now when it comes to games. Just buy it. Yeah. <laughs> when it comes to games, you just, you know, why why wait? Just buy it. If, you, if you're going to play it, just buy it. <laughs> All right. Cool. All right. One last question. Let's do it. All right. It's a very serious question. We need to answer this with the, the solemnness that it deserves. Very serious. Boria Zero on Discord wants to know... What's your excitement about FS 2020 on a scale from one to I need a change of underwear? And I believe they're talking about Flight Simulator. Yes. Uh, I talked about it a little bit last week because <laughs> I'd never played a Flight Simulator, but for some reason, this one seems really good. Uh, I, know, I don't have like a HOTAS setup, which would be kind of fun to try out. I've never tried I one, knew. actually. You do? Oh, nice. Wait, <laughs> I'm so, excited for it. So do you need, I got it for Elite, but... You need yeah. new underwear, then. <laughs> uh, I'll give it a seven because you can't shoot aliens in it, but uh, okay. I'm very excited to play it, yeah. I'm, I'm probably excited until I try it, and then I'm like... Oh my god, you have to do so much to just get out of the sky. I just want to look at pretty stuff. <laughs> it's like Kerbal. Kerbal's face program is oh, the same Kerbal, deal. Yeah, it's yeah. like a it's like a learning curve, but when you nail it, it's it's wonderful. I spent a lot of time playing the original. I need to come over to your house and just watch you play it. That's probably that'd be better. Yeah. <laughs> How did they... That's the game that's the game I want VR support for. Oh yeah. Oh uh, yeah. How do they possibly I mean that like came out of nowhere, right? I mean it's been, Flight, uh, Flight Sim has been dead for years and years and years. I was surprised. No, there's a couple out there. Really? Yeah. But there's uh, but but not like a like an actual flight. I know, I know that like, there was like space sims and stuff like that. God, I haven't played Flight Microsoft's sims. right now trying real hard to get back into the good graces of PC gamers. Yeah. And I think this is part of that. It is really sad because, I mean, Microsoft has a long history of making PC gaming great, right? I mean, the controllers and back in the day used to be awesome. I mean, the mics Direct were like... and direct, I mean, there's just a lot of things that really... I'm kind of glad that they, they care again. Yeah, me too. You know? yeah. I think pe- people dump on consoles, but I think Phil Spencer being the head of Xbox right now is great for PC gamers too. And Gordon had no idea uh, Gears 5 was on Steam. Yeah. No, no, I didn't. Yeah. I was I was honestly surprised. Yeah. No, that's that's their mo going forward. Anyway, I'll be playing Flight Simulator. Boom. Hopefully in VR. We'll see. That'll make me bust out my headset. Boom. Gordon, any thoughts? Uh, you know, I'm excited because I was going to say I haven't played Flight Sim Microsoft's Flight Sim since before they bought it, and it was on an amber green uh, amber screen. You know, I couldn't afford a color screen. <laughs> Dumb Matrix. So that was a long time ago. So that I I'm interested in trying it, but I'm like Adam. It's you know. I like simulators, but I, I like helicopter simulators, not just flying around looking at. They need to bring back Janes. EA needs to bring back the Janes series. Oh yeah, that would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so it sounds like we we don't have any votes for underwear, but no, there no, is general uh, excitement. I don't wear underwear, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> whoa, whoa, TMI. Just kidding. All right, I think that's it for today. We've got to get Brad out of here. Yeah. We'll get some lunch. Gordon, you want to take us out? All right, I'm check back next week for your fix of pc talk on the full nerd for audio listeners subscribe to us on itunes google player stitchers and questions and comments to the full nerd at pcworld.com see we actually did read them so we did it's worth it <laughs> yeah 
Thanks for coming. I'm we just got to wait for it. We just got to wait for the printer paper to print out. <laughs> yeah, we're going <laughs> to recycle those. Gets jammed. We're going to recycle those. <laughs> Thanks for coming. I'm Gordon Young with Brad Charkas. Adios. And Patrick Murray. Oh, it's so easy. It's so easy being here. I love it. Oh, man, I should do this more often. Yeah, yeah. And Eleni will hit the off switch. Go get some lunch, everybody, because I'm hungry. <laughs>